Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. Hi, I want to welcome all of you to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast. And today we turn our attention to Agnes Chow. Agnes is a transformational life coach and a private consultant and the founder of Empowered Heart. How are you today, Agnes? I'm great. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be able to spend the next 30 minutes with you, Agnes. I'm always fascinated by human behavior and the motivation that we all seem to have and obviously I'm really keen to dive into you know some of your own expertise so I really want to welcome you on this journey and and let's create something really amazing for all our listeners at Brains. I'd love to. Great so I kind of want to jump in straight away with you know one of the things is, is that you're the founder of Empowered Heart right I would love to know Agnes what does it mean to empower like for you what does that really mean for me to empower someone is to really help them build up their self-esteem their self-love their self-confidence for them to recognize that they are much more capable than that they than they are aware of and this is in their physical mental emotional and spiritual well-being and like I said at the start, like I'm always fascinated by human behavior, right, Agnes, and, and we're all motivated by something. We're all doing something. Why is it so important to you? And like, why is it your mandate and your mission to empower others? What is it? What is it that makes you want to do that? I feel like I'm following my divine path and I've connected with my divine heart. And I feel it's so important for all of us to connect with our divine heart because that's our divine intelligence within us that's connected to divine source. And when we tap into that divine intelligence within us, we can ensure that we're aligned with our divine paths and for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And how, how do we do that? How, how do we actually tap into that divine source? I mean, what, what did you do? Like, was it over a period of time of reflections? Uh, have you got some kind of like thoughts around how, how do we kind of like tap into that? Yeah. So um, the first time I did it was when I did a self-love retreat in Sedona, Arizona. And I was going through a very vulnerable time in my life. And on the last day of my retreat, I woke up and I felt my heart had opened and i was laughing and i had made connection also with my inner child my inner child wanted ice cream i had a lot of ice cream that day and so um and so ever since i've been nurturing that relationship with my divine heart and i start with breathing into my heart so i inhale healing white light energy into my heart and i ask questions It's like developing that relationship. And I ask questions like, who am I? 
And what am I to learn from this experience? How am I to view this situation? And I do what I call divine heart journaling. So whatever knowing or images or responses come to mind, I write it down and I don't question it. And then afterwards, I look at what I've written and I know there's a higher intelligence at work because it's not exactly how I would normally phrase things. Mm. And uh, sometimes when I feel like there's a blockage and I'm not getting anything, then I'll do a muscle test. And um, there's different ways of doing a muscle test. One can do it with their finger sticking out. It's um, and so I'll ask my super conscious, which is my divine self, my divine heart questions that way. And normally it's yes or no responses when I'm using um, muscle testing. However, I feel like when I breathe into my heart to make that connection and really remain silent and be receptive to what comes to the surface. And, um, you know, sometimes when I do that, even past memories come to the surface. And for me, a lot of times that may mean it's time to let that go. So it may have been a situation that, or an unconscious pattern that no longer serves me. Mm. So how much, how much importance then Agnes is on the question over the answer? Cause it sounds like in order for really to connect with yourself, there does need to be a greater understanding of what questions we should be asking. You know, I would let the questions just flow. And sometimes it's really breathing into the heart and asking the divine heart, what question should I be asking? <laughs> and see what comes to surface. And also being qu quiet and still enough to actually listen for those responses to come to surface. I will tell you that that was very difficult for me. I mean, I was always bustling around. I did transcendental meditation. That definitely did help me to calm down and relax and to be able to sit still for like 21 minutes. Um, and uh, and I, I would say that um, when I actually started doing Qigong, which is very slow form of Tai Chi, which I call moving meditation, that actually helped me because sitting still was not something that I was used to. Um, but moving meditation and slowing my body down, slowing the movements down really helped me be more aware and mindful of myself and my body. And, you know, I was an engineer for 26 years. So I lived most of my life in my head. And so now I'm discovering that whole mind, body, heart connection and going from my head to my heart and to and connecting with my body. Yeah, it makes sense. Going back to this retreat, then this self love retreat, Agnes, that you experienced. And then you said like you had like this, this moment on the last day where you kind of tapped into your inner child. What kind of what things were going on within that retreat that you feel got you to that point of opening up your heart? Like what was going on in the background? 
Yeah, so um, I probably participated in 12 different activities over a course of three days. And uh, everything from um, a nature walk, a vision walk, and listening to the wind and what messages nature has for us to um, chakra balancing of the body to yoga by the creek um, and a number of other activities, including breath work. So it was all of these different activities with wonderful facilitators that really um, helped me connect with my inner self. Yeah, and that and that sense of you know coming away from distractions and and being like within like Mother Nature, kind of going back to you know our roots. You know the fact absolutely. That, you know we're made that is. Dirt. Yes, I mean this is the amazing thing about nature, and this is why I love um, national parks so much. Is that when we go on those trails and we're like looking down and we're like kind of lost in our own space. And then all of a sudden we stop and we look up and we see the horizon and we see the beautiful mountains and trees. And it's like, oh, there's so much more. There's so much more to life. Well, let me get it out of my own zone and look around and connect with Mother Nature. And yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a really nice experience to be able to enjoy what mother nature has to offer for us. Mm, for sure. I think it's a good reminder just to make sure that we're taking that time to, to be still and to tap into yeah, what's around us, the, the beauty, the trees, as you said, the wind or by water. I've always found being by water very healing always seems to have that element to it doesn't it absolutely absolutely and this is also because we're made of the five elements right and and so this is a way for us to reconnect and mother earth has a natural healing vibrational frequency Mm. and you know eons ago people didn't wear shoes they would sleep on the ground and so they would be able to tap into mother earth's energy for healing and we can do that now. I mean, literally, we can just visualize our feet like extending and our legs extending into the core of the earth and connecting with Mother Earth and pulling in healing white light energy through one leg to whatever body part needs that healing and letting go what no longer serves us through the other leg. Lovely, yeah. You were talking a little bit, you mentioned, I think you said you'd worked in engineering for like 26 years. I was wondering, Agnes, like what elements of maybe engineering can you relate to, to your consulting practice now? Uh, can you see like, can you see kind of like transferable practices or maybe things that you learned that you've taken into this new, new life and this new way of living? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, So with engineering um, and transformational life coaching, there's really three things that come to mind right now. And that would be systems, problem solving, 
and creating safe space. So as an engineer and as an engineering executive, um, I would be looking at aircraft systems and subsystems and working with all different types of engineering disciplines. And what do engineers love to do? Problem solve and getting to root cause and corrective action very quickly and finding most efficient, effective methods. Um, and, uh, and also what I found as an engineering executive is when I created safe space for people, people would be approaching me more, um, more openly, uh, versus the blame, shame, finger pointing, uh, shoot the messenger type of mentality. So in my transformational life coaching, I view the body as a system. And it's more than bio, uh, biochemical, it's biomechanical, bioelectrical, and so much more. I mean, we have our physical body, our mental body, emotional body, spiritual body. And a lot of times physical ailments are really our mental and emotional body saying it's time to let it go. And it surfaces in our physical body. And a lot of times we're like, oh, I got to treat the symptom versus understanding the root of, of the issue. And, um, and so what I like to do is help clients tap into their divine hearts, the divine intelligence within them for the answers to what's the most efficient, effective method forward. Um, to resolve this, this issue. And um, because I am a lifelong learner and I love learning all the different natural healing methods, and I've had some of the best instructors um, in, in the world. Uh, and, um, and so I've learned a lot. And so that gives me a really nice treasure chest. I used to say toolbox in, in uh, the engineering world, but now it's the treasure chest of strategies, tools, techniques for physical, mental, emotional well-being. And it's not the tool that I want to apply. It's rather what the client's divine self is saying what is needed for that individual. And, um, and when working with clients, I'm creating the sacred space where that wisdom can be revealed. That's awesome. Yeah. So systems, uh, problem solving and creating those safe spaces are really what you've kind of learned through, through engineering and then able to put that into your consulting business. I love, I love when we're able to do that because I think that every experience we go through in life will bring us something either for the immediate or for, for the longer term, right? Everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel strongly about that. A lot of times what I say is every challenge is an opportunity in disguise. Now, when I was younger, it took me years, maybe decades to realize this. And, um, and now it's coming a lot faster, you know, with age, there's some wisdom. And so, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, um, I realize that, uh, we have a freedom of choice. There's the drama story and there's the empowerment story. And 
I would say last year in my own transformational journey, I came to a point where for every situation, I could tell you the drama story and the empowerment story. And the freedom is in knowing that I have a choice as to which path to take. Yes. And we all do. We all have a choice. Um, exactly. And that's liberating, you know, to know that there is always, there is always options, you know, that Absolutely. We, can, we can take ownership. And then I think a lot of it comes down to commitment uh, and then, and then taking action, not to be passive. Right. Right. Absolutely. Agnes, how do you help people tap into their divine intelligence? I know this is one thing that you do, but how do you actually do that? So um, different methods. Um, first, I work with them to breathe into the heart. Um, first, I tell them, let's do a waterfall shower. In fact, I do this every day. It's visualization of standing underneath a waterfall to wash away all the emotions that no longer serve us, to wash away even other people's emotions that we may have picked up that, that do not serve us, to wash off all the anxieties and stresses of the day. And uh, sometimes we can even envision ourselves standing underneath Niagara Falls if we need to and, uh, and, and letting that all go. And, uh, and I've made that into a daily practice. And, uh, and then I ask them to breathe into their hearts. And I ask them to inhale healing white light energy into their hearts and to feel that loving energy in, in their hearts. And then I ask them to inhale into their hearts and send that loving energy to different parts of their body. And to send that loving energy as they exhale to every cell of their body. And, and then I ask them to inhale into their hearts and ask the question that they have for themselves. Um, now, um, this could be a goal statement. This could be um, the, the very empowering question, who am I? And, um, and so sometimes when there's some type of blockage, then I'll say, okay, let's do a muscle test. And I teach them how to do a muscle test. And, and we'll do yes or no responses. And, um, and so a lot of times um, when I work with clients, I like to do the site K balances first. Um, however, it's very much dependent on if the client is receptive to that. Um, and this is a way to align the subconscious mind with the conscious mind's goals with the permission of the superconscious. And, and does it actually help? I know you talked about in visualization. Does it actually help maybe doing this in the shower because you have, you know, you do have water present? Oh, you, you, yes, that would be very powerful indeed. Um, however, sometimes, you know, I'm in the middle of traffic and I'm, I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, you know, at, in a traffic jam and I'm going serenity now. I'm thinking of the George Costanza <laughs> statement and, and, and I'm just visualizing, okay, waterfall shower, waterfall shower. Now's the time. <laughs> 
that's that's funny yeah i was thinking like i think i was thinking you know because i always like to use some of the natural things in life that maybe are kind of metaphoric but they kind of help us get into that frame of of understanding um but yeah of course if you're in a traffic jam and you need that because that actually you know stuck in traffic is one of the few things that put me in a mood so yeah i could imagine i could do with embrace embracing that <laughs> that practice um for sure agnes tell me a little bit what is the empowered heart like how did that come about and, and what's the essence of, of you creating empowered heart yeah so i created the empowered heart um while well, it was officially incorporated in 2020 and i was still in my corporate job at the time um and i was also uh at the time um i had engaged in the gracie jiu-jitsu journey and i had earned my pink belt in the gracie jiu-jitsu women power program um i had started jiu-jitsu when i was 46 and i was very vulnerable at the time living in fear i was going through a divorce and um and what i found is that my self-esteem my self-love and my self-confidence all skyrocketed and i wanted to share that incredible feeling with others and when i learned that um it was Elio Gracie who developed Gracie Jiu Jitsu. And he and, um, and his family were into initially the Japanese form of Jiu Jitsu. However, he was a small man and he uh, couldn't compete uh, with his brothers because he was considered more frail. However, one time one of his brothers can compete and he stepped in his brother's place and he was able to defeat an opponent who was 100 pounds heavier than him. Oh. And it didn't require strength or power. And so um, he had like five sons and five daughters. And, um, and he found out uh, through law enforcement that one in three women may be attacked in their lifetimes. Oh. And the whole family was involved in the ultimate fighting championship. And he said, oh, you know, I'm doing this all wrong. I really need to develop a program to teach women. And that's how the Women Empower program came about. And so um, I, I've, I learned how to establish healthy boundaries. And this was more than just a learn the tactical methods of self-defense. This was also very empowering in so many respects. So I wanted to share that with others. Um, also, as I mentioned, I've been a lifelong learner. I've learned all these different natural healing methods since 2012. They were hobbies. And, um, and so um, I, I thought, you know, this was a great opportunity to really bring all these things together. So I started Empowered Heart Circles, and these are community events where I bring people together and teach them how to breathe through the heart, how to let go of fear-based emotions, 
how to embrace love-based emotions. We do it through Qigong exercises, Dear Universe meditations, and chakra art. And and it's uh, it's a very transforming process for people as well. And it's a great way to connect with others in the community. And uh, and it's open to all. And so I found myself having a really tough time in able in um, pursuing the empowered heart, even after I was established because of my corporate job. So a year later, when I left my corporate job, which was last year, um, I felt like I was really on my divine path because we have the 501c3 tax exempt status in the US. And that very same week, I received status um, 501c3 tax exemption, which gave me a sign that, okay, I'm to make progress with this. And, um, and so I held several empowered heart circles. Um, and I, I also started volunteering my time at the Gracie Jiu Jitsu certified training centers in teaching women the self-defense techniques. Um, I also bring women to the gun club and teach them how to handle and shoot guns. And one of the uh, very empowering things for me, I myself do not own a gun. However, um, I learned how to disarm someone with the gun. And so um, I, I found that it's, it's one of those things that when we pick up a hobby and we start discovering what we're capable of, that's very empowering. Mm. And, and then to have my instructors tell me I'm a natural in, in shooting, I'm like, really, this is fantastic, which makes it even more fun. <laughs> and I've, when I brought women to the gun club and initially I see the fear in their eyes and, and within an hour to see that transformation and for several of them to tell me, I think I could get into shooting as a sport. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Who would have thought Agnes the Sniper would be uh, on your resume? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which, which tells me that we can learn something new about ourselves at any age and have fun doing it. Yeah, and it's interesting. We also need other people to call out in us that which they see, which I think is is really important, that I think that we have a responsibility to call out in others what we see in them to help them to grow and and to give them guidance and also we need to be on the receiving end of other people saying you know what agnes i see a a natural sniper in you or whatever whatever that that looks like (laughs) absolutely that's like the uh what i'm learning is the art of receiving as well as the art of giving right yeah, that's it's an interesting one, that isn't it? Because some people really do struggle to receive, whereas I, I've always actually found it quite easy to receive. But I, I love to give, so in some ways, I kind of know the cycle that if you stop someone from giving to you, then you both lose. But if you accept that which is given, you both win. Absolutely, that's a that's definitely a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah, for sure. I I find it interesting, Agnes, that it seems like everything that you've been through, you've taken the learnings, you've gone through the healing, 
And then once you've been enlightened and healed, you then want to pass that on to others. Is that something that has been influenced by somebody else outside of yourself, maybe like your parents, or is that something like just within you that actually when you go through something and you come out the other end, you really want to help other people that may be going through that experience as well? Yeah, um, you know, it may be a combination of all of the above. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, my parents had to sing this song. It was something about peace, love, and charity, and mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's about all I remember about that song. But I remember that that was like embedded into me from a young age. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? What the things that stick incredible i've got one last question for you agnes before you tell us how we can find out more about you and and anything else that you may want to share that maybe we haven't captured on on the interview how how do we embrace the creator in ourselves and in others i know this is something that you are passionate about and something that you work you know with clients with so how how do we embrace that um i would say a number of ways. I would breathe into my heart, connect with that divine intelligence within. I would also see in every situation, am I telling myself a drama story or am I telling myself an empowerment story? And the empowerment dynamic has roles of creator, coach, and challenger. The drama story has roles of victim, persecutor, and rescuer. The antidote to the victim is the creator. And the tool to use is to ask the powerful question, what is the outcome I want? What is the outcome I want? And when we focus on that desired outcome and work through, okay, yes, there may be a drama story going on, but can I pull myself out of it? What is the true outcome that I want? What is the bigger picture in all of this? You know, to go from persecutor to challenger, one asks, what's my intention? What's your intention? To go from rescuer to coach, one asks, what, how, is, how are you capable? How am I capable? And trusting that person has it within themselves to create the future and the outcomes that they're looking for. That's beautiful. It seems that breathing into heart is something that's just bread and butter for, for you and, and, and for the way that you live. So I think that just is, that's definitely comes to the front and the core of everything that you've said. And then I really liked, you know, that question of, of what is the outcome that I want? I think that, you know, when people say, you know, you know, Mark, what makes a successful life, you know, and I've shared different things. I've read a lot. I'm a lover of learning like you. And, and one of the things that I think is so important is asking good and right questions. And I think the better we are at doing that, actually, the deeper we can go, even with some of the principles that you've shared. Yes, yes. And you're really good at it. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> well, I, I'm curious, actually. So I try and I kind of try and look at why, why is Agnes doing what she's doing? 
you know what that, and that for me is is a is a leading question so then i get curious uh, and then i like to ask questions within that because you can go you can keep going deeper and deeper and deeper depending on oh yes you know so i'm always fascinated by that agnes and i've really enjoyed uh, our time today is that is there anything else that you want to share that maybe we haven't uh, shared or or maybe a final thought you want to leave people as they as we bring this into land and then feel free to let people know where they can get a hold of you and, and interact. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, first, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. And, uh, and you've asked some really great questions. I really appreciate you. And, and so um, three messages, if I may, yeah. the first being connect with your divine heart so important to learn how to connect with our divine hearts to tap into that divine intelligence within to align with our divine paths and second know that we have the freedom of choice the drama story or the empowerment story it's our choice and third i would say learn to fall in love with you the person you spend the most time with yourself <laughs> And I know a lot of our listeners may say, I don't even like myself. How could I love myself? Well, I would say take baby steps. Start with identifying a feature on your body that you like. And you go, oh, there's something I like. Well, look at your earlobe. Do you like your earlobe? <laughs> and, and then um, perform an act of random kindness and see how that makes you feel. Mm. And, and then pick up a hobby, discover what you like, what you don't like, and what new skills you have. Mm -hmm. Thank it. you. Love and um, to Your connect website? with me, yes. Um, so my websites are agneschowllc.com. So that's A-G-N-E-S, Chow, C-H-A-U, llc.com. Oh, and I have free brain health questionnaires on the website. So people can learn how their thinking and their feelings are connected with different parts of their brain. And so one can actually change and improve their brain at any age and improve their lives. And, um, and then theempoweredheart.org. Uh, so empoweredheart.org. Um, I've got different events listed and I'm doing more zoom sessions there. And so, uh, yes, please visit my websites to learn more. Sounds great. Well, thanks Agnes uh, for taking the time to speak with me today. And I wish you a great year ahead. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate you. And this was an absolutely wonderful and delightful conversation. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Mark Sefton. I hope you really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast. <laughs>